you're a fan of Excellence Expected, and you already know the power of podcasting. You know that it's second to none in building trust. You know that it's second to none in engaging with an audience. And you know that it can help you to create a tribe of loyal fans for your small business. Today, I'd like to introduce you to a company called The Podcast Host, created by my great friend, Mr. Colin Gray. A company that helps anyone, including you, to start their own show. Whether you want to learn to craft fantastic audio through their online courses or actually let them take care of the entire process with their end-to-end production services, all you need to do is do the presenting, send them your plain, mistake-filled audio, and they will do the rest. There is no technical knowledge required at all on your behalf. And, because Colin and I get along so well, I've secured an amazing deal for you as a listener of Excellence Expected that is going to give you a huge 50% off your first month. So head to thepodcasthost.com forward slash excellence and use the code EXEX to take advantage today. Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm really, really impatient. And more importantly, I'm always kind of wanting to push further and do more and more, never really being satisfied with the things that I achieve. And, you know, I think so many of us as entrepreneurs are like that. We expect excellence. You know, someone should call a podcast that, actually. Maybe I should patent that one. And, One of the biggest challenges I believe that we all face is the speed of business growth. Regardless of how quickly we grow, we often want more. Or, to turn that on its head, very often we just don't know how to grow. And that is the issue that we're going to define, challenge, and conquer today. How you can speed up that business growth. It's a really, really interesting topic and something that I'm really looking forward to digging into. And helping me do that today is the newsletter guru himself, someone who is a marketing and business building expert and more so is a really in-demand business coach. You are in really safe hands today, guys. So welcome to the show, Mr. Jim Palmer. How are you doing, sir? Mark, how you doing, man? When, when I heard you say something about impatience, I thought that was my intro because my wife says I'm the most impatient person she's ever known. And that must be like a symptom of all wives because my wife says the same sort of thing, Jim, honestly. It's, uh, <laughs> it must, I thought it's a transatlantic phenomenon. I think that's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's hashtag men, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding there. You are not kidding there. So, Jim, Let's talk about you for a second, sir. Newsletter Guru is your Twitter handle, and obviously you've got a very, very diverse range of skills and backgrounds. So tell us a little bit about you, how you got the Newsletter Guru moniker and how you actually help people. I started in October 2001, Mark. My first business was writing and designing newsletters for various companies and chambers of commerce and nonprofits, etc. And then about six years later, uh, I rebranded myself and um, became uh, No Hassle Newsletters. And I started learning about the power of branding and marketing. One of the things I learned was that you really need to be somebody. You need to be a celebrity expert, an in-demand person, the go-to resource, however you want to phrase it. And I learned uh, about basically how you do that is number one, you've got to kind of 
uh, come up with a name, a moniker. You kind of coin, you unite yourself, basically. And one of my customers at the time, Mark, it was just kind of um, maybe serendipitous the way it happened, but uh, his newsletter worked really, really well. He called me up. He goes, hey, Palmer, you're a newsletter guru, man. And that's how I, I came up with newsletter guru. He called, Somebody called that to me, but I, I just ran with it. And so um, that's kind of that's kind of the lesson there. Hey, that's the kind of thing that happens, though, that you don't, you can't invent branding like that when someone shouts that to you. I know a guy, Mark Williams, who has been on the show and I've met him a few times, really good guy, and he's called Mr. LinkedIn because he's just, he, he works on LinkedIn and people, just, you know, people see him coming like, oh, here comes Mr. LinkedIn. And he did the same thing. It's just the way that it works. I think that's a really, really nice way of, of, of coming up with your own branding without... If you- yeah. And talking about business growth, Mark, I mean, if you want to grow your business, one of the things you don't want to be doing is feeling like you're rowing out in the middle of the pond, throwing, throwing your hook in the water and just waiting for somebody to bite it. When you brand yourself and when you, when you create the right uh, celebrity expertise, so when somebody says, hey, who do you know that does this, fill in the blank, someone immediately goes, oh, well, that's Jim or that's mm-hmm. Mark. You know, that's, that's how you're going to have people beating a path to your door. Yeah, I completely agree with that, to be honest, Jim. And it's one of those things where you don't necessarily see the value of it. I mean, there's there's a whole a whole industry around personal branding now and, and people doing this sort of thing. And just today, I've been in a personal branding session helping someone myself with it. And do you know, the, the, the thing that really baffles me is that people are still quite shy of that because it's, it's, it's not often in our nature to put ourselves out like that and really brand ourselves and it's that fear of being called out as well. Wait a minute, you're saying you're an expert. Are you really an expert? And it's that's a real fear factor, I think. People get a bit worried about that. It is. You know, that's actually one of the chapters in my latest book, Decide, The Ultimate Success Trigger, which is all about the hangups that we all have as entrepreneurs. And one of them is um, the fear of being found out, so to speak. And, um, you know, Mark, there, there, there is a reason that in, in any industry, certainly in, in any country, any any even, you know, just in society in general, there's what's often referred to as the top 1% or the top 2% or whatever. And those people are, I mean, maybe I guess some of them are born in today with good genes, but for the most part, you know, 99% of those people are there because they're willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. I'll tell you this, when I first went down that road and rebranded myself, I was not, I mean, I was always, before I started my business, I was a behind the scenes kind of marketing guy. Uh, the, the entrepreneur owner that I worked for, he was out there in the limelight. I was, I was kind of behind the scenes creating all this stuff, making it happen. And suddenly for me to be out writing books and to be out speaking, holding my own live events, I mean, it's, that's big time risk, you know, from a, from a fear perspective, it's risk from a financial perspective too, but that's what you got to do. I mean, you know, I, I totally get because, you know, like you, I coach a lot of people and, and people as well. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I said, well, if you're, if you want to continue with your slow growth, let me know when you're, you're ready to be okay with it. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point that, and it, 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 it just, it reminds me of Brad Burton, actually. I don't know if you know Brad Burton, but in the UK, he's, uh, the UK's number one motivational speaker, actually, and his personal brand is fantastic. It's ballsy, it's gutsy, and he's got such a, you can tell it's him from the tone of the copy. You can tell it's him by looking at the t-shirt that he wears and by looking at the way that things are just written about him. And that, that to me, is, you know you've done all right of that because you can take away all of the essence of it, of you, and people still know that it's you. And I think when you achieve that, you know, in your your case, you mentioned that serendipitous here comes a newsletter guru. 
you'd done that. You'd actually subconsciously branded yourself without even knowing it, which is, I mean, that's the panacea. That's fantastic. You know, I totally know what I'm speaking of. And, and because when I went to uh, 2007, I went to this large marketing event right after I had kind of become the newsletter guru. And, you know, I, I never had professional training in writing. I never went to journalism school. I was, not, I was a self-taught designer, so to speak. So are there people that could write better than me? Absolutely. Are there people that can create better newsletter designs? In a heartbeat. But you know what? I carved out a heck of a nice niche for myself because I put myself out there. But I totally... I totally freaked out a little bit when I had a booth and I was afraid somebody was going to come up and go, what makes you the newsletter guru? And I kind of flipped it on my head, almost like the answer I just gave you and your listeners. I just decided to call myself that. <laughs> do you know, it's, <laughs> it's, that is not an uncommon thing. I'm having a chuckle at that because so many people do that. Again, back to Brad, he's got a fantastic story when he does his talks and it's he's just said to himself, okay, I want to be the UK's number one motivational business speaker. What do I do? What I did was, I created a website and put on the top of it, I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. That was it. And suddenly people believe that. And he's now he is, he's become that, that's his brand. And I think that personally, Jim, I think that's something that so many people are a little bit uncomfortable with. You mentioned that whole, well, when you're ready for this fast growth, when you're ready to actually grow, you come back and see me because this is what you have to do. You have to be out there. You have to brand yourself and is that you know when you see people that are wanting this rapid growth is that a challenge you have to overcome with them is it still a discomfort for people rapid growth is um i don't want to say it's an illusion because there are companies that experience rapid growth but from my perspective and i've been in business a long time i'm 57 years old so i've been through a few recessions in my time you know profitable businesses long-term sustainable profitable businesses whether it's product-based or, or, or service-based business, Mark, they're always built on powerful relationships. So if you open your doors, like let's say someone hears your podcast and go, hey, you know what? I'm starting a business tomorrow. They're going to have to develop relationships with people, with prospects, and then turn them into customers and then you know really serve them well, get some referrals, get some more. I mean, it's a process. And I, I liken it to um, you know when you first met your, uh, your wife or your husband, significant other, whatever, and maybe your heart went pitter-patter and you goes, wow, I, in, in, in your head, you said, I'd really like to spend the rest of my life with this person. But if you utter those words, the first moment you meet, they're probably going to run away, right? So... You know, it does take time to develop relationships. And um, so there are different ways to speed it up. You know, we might want to talk about some of those, but I'll tell you, you can't, you can't accelerate the, re the building of a powerful, long-lasting relationship. Yeah, you're right about that. And, and it's the, the meaningful side of that relationship as well. That whole, we were talking about it in, uh, in I think it was episode 137, actually, just the last, uh, the last episode, to be honest, Jim. I think we were talking about, the whole idea about superficial relationships and this idea that we live in this world of LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook where everything is on the surface and you know those LinkedIn requests that you get that are just instantly press the button, I'd like to add you to my network on LinkedIn. And so many people start relationships like that in business and they you can instantly sniff out the fact that they don't want an actual relationship. It's so quick, it's so impersonal and anonymous and I think we discount that. I know I certainly forget to give people sometimes the time that they deserve because we all feel so busy. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I used to know this guy who was uh, one just incredible sales closer. I mean, he was a rainmaker extraordinaire. And he showed me this spreadsheet once, very simple Excel spreadsheet. And down the left-hand side uh, was the names of his customers and prospects. And then as you move left to right in the little boxes, he had different colors. Some people were yellow. Some people were bright yellow. Some people were like orange, red, green, all these different colors. And he said, you know what? If I, if I have somebody as a prospect, it's a very light, pale shade of yellow. If they take a phone call from me, I advance their color. I'm going to speed this up for time. But I said, well, I only see like three red squares on there. Who are those people? I happen to be one of them, by the way. And I, he goes, those are people that if I was stuck in a Tijuana jail at 3 a.m., they would take my call. That's how strong that relationship is. And I thought it was very cool. And I, I often share that story because it's very visual. And if so, if you were to put, if, if you're listening and you were to put down a list of all your customers and prospects and put a, you know, you just kind of come up with your own gradation kind of rating system, it's very easy to look at that every day. And he would look at that every day and say, okay, I, I have some people here who have been like faint yellow for a long time. What can I mail them? What can I send them? How can I serve them? How can I add value to them? So I might take it up a notch. And so that's a building process, which I think really illustrates the whole thing about relationships taking time. And when people think of business growth, I don't think people necessarily think about relationships. I think, you know, we live in this tech world as well. We live in this sort of world of Uber and so on and so forth, where business growth is removed from relationships and placed it firmly in the realm of things like investments and customer acquisition and so on and so forth. And do you think that as, as a small business owner, as, a, as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, or someone that's just doing things daily themselves and they don't have this kind of resource and team, do you think relationship building is as important as any other part of the business? Like where should that sit in the priority, I guess, priority matrix, if you like, for a business owner, if they don't have a massive resource? It's priority number one. I mean, if you think about even in the online world, um, if you do it correctly, your job is to provide value, to, to share some of what you know, share the good stuff, so to speak. So people want to learn more about you. How do they learn more about you? Well, typically they go to a website, put their name and email, and then you can drip market to them over a series of time, you know, with autoresponders or e-zines, e whatever it's going to be. But you keep adding value and, until they kind of cross that chasm, which is the know, like, and trust. So eventually they're getting to know you because they first found out about you. They're experiencing some of your smarts and um, some of your wisdom. Then they get to like you probably from different things you share. But then there's a point where an, an offer might be made and that's going to let you know whether they trust you or not. And if they don't, and if they don't take bite of it, then you just keep serving them and serving them and serving them. It is all about the relationship. I mean, a company like Uber, I mean, has a very good relationship, well, maybe except New York City cab drivers, but it has a very good relationship. And so anybody that shows up that's an Uber driver automatically has, you know, they're kind of riding the coattails of the company's reputation. Um, but, you know, those, those things take time when they very first started. And I wasn't following them from day one, but I bet, you know, they People are probably a little unsure. Next thing you know, oh, this is a good experience. And they tell somebody else. And it just keeps going from there. I mean, it all, you always got to start right where you are with what you have. But, you know, you, you can't force feed trust. You've got to keep serving and, and developing relationships with people. By The relationships are developed, are developed by you being a, a go-giver, as my friend Bob, Bob Berg would say. You can't fake the trust. That's a really interesting point of view. I couldn't articulate that well enough then because I think it's such a profound thing because you, 
again, back to this world of social media, back to this world of, of rapid business growth, that becomes becomes so superficial again you know this whole trust everyone wants to be trusted and liked much quicker than they used to because they expect it so much quicker these days and i often find that especially the the people that are wanting to move into the online space so perhaps i don't know brick and mortar businesses that are wanting to shift online they often see that as the part of the process that can be accelerated this trust this relationship building and just because the tools are there the social media tools are there that doesn't mean that people know, trust and like you any quicker than no. they would if you were seeing them in person, does it? You still got to put the time and the effort in. You absolutely do. Now, I've been, I do weekly videos. I've been doing them for over five years. I'm into my sixth year. And um, every single week, I've never missed a week. And, you know, there's some coaching clients that have signed up for my program. I can think of more than a few occasions where someone said, you know, Jim, I've been watching your videos or one guy actually said, I've watched you jump off the dock at the beginning of my videos. I jump off a dock. So that's how I knew what he was talking about because Jim, I've been watching you jump off that dock for two years. I'm finally ready to get started. That to me says, okay, if he watched one video two years ago and he didn't sign up for coaching, is that because I didn't develop trust because I didn't share anything good in that video? No buyers buy when they're ready to buy. That's a, that's really the big thing. For somebody to come to a website and download a report or get an audio or watch a video, and then for that next thing you receive from that person be, hey, do you want to join my $5,000 coaching program? That's an, that's an immediate roadblock. I mean, that's like a sign of distrust, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it just it portrays and it telegraphs their entire intent from day one, doesn't it? Which is just to, to make that sale. And I people often ask, when I send my emails out, people often ask, how come you're not selling anything? And I genuinely, through excellence expected, don't believe I've earned the right to sell my listeners anything yet. And I would never, ever do that. And I think that, I'm glad you said that because that's like that's a conscious decision that I've made to build the trust and put out the weekly shows and the twice weekly shows, the content every day. And when you see people wanting to jump on this online, quote unquote, bandwagon, People seem to think it's this quick fix and they'll instantly just gain more and more sales. And, you know, you've been putting the video series out every single week. Do you do you still find yourself wanting to do more of that? And actually, do you ever think to yourself, maybe I should stop doing this? Maybe it's time to stop. You know, how, do, how does that play into your, you know, the bigger picture? I like to have um, a week's worth of stuff ahead of time. Sometimes I'll have two or three podcasts recorded, but my videos, I'm usually a week ahead of time. I usually record my videos on Monday. So here, you know, as we're recording this, I've got only a couple days to turn in next week's video to my team for them to set it up. <laughs> and so on days like this, yeah, I'm like, well, can I skip a day? But no, you can't do that. You know, when you start skipping things out of convenience or because you're quote unquote busy, that tells people that you don't take things like that seriously, in my opinion. You know, people that do the right thing persistently day in and day out and consistently, those are the people that are that are taken seriously. You know what I mean? So um, it, it is it is hard to do that. You know, and this thing, social media you're mentioning, I, I, I see so many people, in my humble opinion, Mark, do it wrong where, you know, they might share some information and things like that. And next thing you know, some evening they're they're posting to Facebook or LinkedIn their their rant. And some even some people even say, hey, this is a rant, you know? And they rant off about whether it's politics or war or gas prices, it doesn't even matter what it is. And they go off. Now, 
for some reason, they think because they have a platform and it happens to be called Facebook or whatever, they think they're entitled to just spout off. And you know what? It's a free world as far as I know. So they are entitled to do it. But if you think that's going to help draw somebody to you, if you think that's going to help increase the no like and trust, if, if you share all that kind of stuff and, and you know, your, your news feed just lights up with half the people saying yes and half the people saying no, what an idiot. That, that's you got another thing coming, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the funny thing about that and, you know, it's, it is it's completely related to business growth because it's, I, I'm with you. I think it's completely about putting yourself out there and making yourself into that expert. And the, the fun thing that I always see is this idea of authenticity, right? I, I, I want to be authentic. That's my personal brand is authenticity. And that's the thing. That's what I do. I'm an authentic guy. So what that means is, like you say, I'm going to have a rant. I'm going to swear. I'm going to shout. I don't care who listens. I don't care who doesn't listen. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, get out of my way. You know, that that's not authenticity. That's just being bullish. And I think so many phrases like that have been butchered and tweaked and changed and distorted. And so many people believe they have to be all of these cliches and all of these parodies of these words to actually get somewhere. And it's not about that, is it? It's about putting genuine feeling and personality into actual valuable content. Authenticity does not require you to show your surgical scar <laughs> to talk, <laughs> you know, talk about your before and after pictures. You know, authenticity means uh, being who you are in an authentic way as it relates to business. Now, I share pictures of my, me with my grandson. I share pictures of me with my boat because I think that's part of who I am. But I mean, it's, it's almost like the old rule. If you're a cab driver, you don't talk about politics, religion, or um, I forget what the third one is, but you know what I'm saying, right? Those are kind of hot topics. And every and we're and I think our society these days is one where you, you, you're either hard left or hard right. And the people in the middle that want to have a conversation aren't able to do that. In either case, Mark, I think it does not advance the ball as it relates to growing your business. So, yeah, you know, I, I tell my people, my people all the time, I would not be on Facebook at all if it didn't help me grow my business. I mean, I might be on it a little bit because it helps me see, you know, my kids who are, don't always live near me. But um, for the most part, the reason I'm on Facebook, it is a tool that I use to help develop relationships with potential customers. Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive, massive decision to make as well to use something like that in that context and not get dragged into this this kind of gossip culture, this voyeuristic culture that we're living on online these days. I think that the illusion of social media being productive by virtue of simply being logged onto it, I think is something that so many business people fall into because it's an easy out. You know, you can easily sit there feigning business growth activities, these fake tactics without actually measuring something. So, you know, two hours posting on Facebook does not make for a sale, does not make for a relationship. So, I think there's there is something in that insofar as do I use these social media channels properly? Can I honestly assess them? And quite often I I see people being so surprised by what they don't achieve using social media. They they sort of they turn onto social media and assume instantly that well this is it that's it I'm I'm doing business growth and it's crazy to think like that. Absolutely. You know, part of it is also kind of every once in a while, you know, I may see a story or something that just totally ticks me off and I feel like venting and then I catch myself. So, hey, first of all, don't go there. It's, it's not going to do any good. But, you know, one of the really hardcore things which always makes me smirk when I ask it of myself is, 
if I was to share all this and let's say I get up, let's say my newsfeed erupts with 200 people. Again, you can predict that half will be for and half will be against whatever position I take. Part of me, the, the part that saves me says, who the hell cares what Jim Palmer says about that anyway? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, sometimes we think we're all so self-important because we got our own Facebook page or we've got, you know, X hundred numbers of people on LinkedIn. I mean, do people really care what's your opinion about, you know, schools or taxes? I mean, does it really matter? <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. The idea that an internet connection does not make you a philosopher, I think that's an important lesson for everyone on the planet because you, you can very easily get on the soapbox and it's, you know, you become a keyboard warrior and you're not, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in small business, it just pulls you away from the things that you should be focusing on the actual effectors of your business. And it, it becomes very easy to fall into this trap and wonder why six months down the line, there's no pipeline of work and you never saw it coming. You know, it's, it's a crazy position to get yourself into. So yeah, I get that completely. And Jim, what I'd love to do actually is we've, we've talked a heck of a lot around personal branding and using that for business growth. I think it's a fantastic topic. So what I'd love to do is switch a gear and actually move into the excellence expected actionable takeaway section of the show. So for anyone that is wanting to up their business growth, using perhaps some of the tactics that you guys use, some of the things that we've spoken about, let's dig into the first actionable tip for people wanting to do that. Uh, the first one I would say right off the top of my head is serve first. Um, you know, it's always about serving your clients. Your customer can decide to fire everybody in your company. I mean, from the, as, as, uh, Mr. Walton used to say from Walmart fame, he said they can fire everybody from the chairman of the company on down to the guy who sweeps the warehouse simply by deciding to spend their money somewhere else. So you always want to be in a position of serving when you're serving, you know, first of all, there's something that's, it's, it's, it's an honor to have customers. You're the reason you, they are the reason you're in business, but it also, you know, turns on something called reciprocity. So when you're giving enough value to other people and it's more than they're giving you in exchange, there's almost, it's almost like a, a commitment there. So that's a cool thing. Um, so what do you, you want? Two more uh, fast action tips? Yeah, let's dig into uh, to number two, sir. Yeah. I would say, uh, tell them what else. And that refers to, Mark, when you take on a customer, when someone goes through whatever, however they came to know you from your marketing, your branding, maybe they were referred to you, they went through the whole process, no like and trust development, they said, yes, I want to buy this or hire you for this. So the first transaction takes place. Most, most entrepreneurs and small business owners offer more than one product or more than one service. And it's not your customer's job to find out all the different ways you can be of service to them. It's your job to make sure they know. So tell your customers what else you do. I happen to think a newsletter is a great way to do that. Um, and the, the, the next way I think to uh, grow your business or, or if substantially grow your bottom line, which is probably the end result, is to raise your prices. Far too many people do not charge an appropriate amount based on the value they're receiving from the customer's perspective. That is a fantastic one. The last one there, I think, is something that so many people struggle with. They don't charge what they're worth, and it's something that I think it plagues so many people because they know deep down they should be doing it, but they don't have the confidence to do it, even though as a customer, actually, you kind of expect to pay for value anyway. You know, that is a, it's a real sticking point for so many people that I talk to in, in person about what's the biggest thing that you wish you could do, just earn more money. Well, you know, 
There are only certain ways that you can do that. So that that is a fantastic, fantastic tip. And Jim, I've really enjoyed that episode. It's it's not often that I get to to sit back and listen and learn so much. So thank you for taking the time to do that. And before we pop a pin in the episode, where's the best place for people to grab you online? Where can they connect? Kind of my home base is uh, getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. If your listeners want to get, I have a kind of a free gift I usually like to give out. It's it's a report called Three Little Known Secrets to Working Less, Selling Less, But Making More. There's You don't even have to opt in. It's a free gift. Just go to getjimpalmer.com forward slash excellence, and they can download that right away. Thank you very much. That is fantastic. And do you know what? That, that domain name, Get Jim Palmer, is fantastic. I love that. <laughs> well, it, it beats Mark Olson, I guess. <laughs> My name is Jim Palmer. <laughs> yeah, well, that work. is true. That is very true. I love that. Get Jim Palmer. That is amazing. And we'll get we'll get everything in the show notes, guys. Don't forget, we'll stick all the links, all of the the free giveaway work there as well that Jim just mentioned. So don't don't worry about missing anything there, guys. Jim, thank you so much, sir. That's been a real pleasure. It's my pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me. Always fun. And guys, thank you so much for spending this 30 minutes with us. And if you are a Snapchatter, I've decided to take Excellence Expected over to Snapchat and do a little bit of personal interaction with you guys over there. So hit me up at Mr. Asquith on Snapchat. I'd love to see you over there and we'll have a bit of a chin wag and talk through some things on the old video. So thank you once again, guys. It's been a real pleasure. And don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Catch you later.